Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Glasgow Motorway Archive podcast with John and Stuart. So this episode we're going to be revisiting a topic that we have spoken about before and it's to do with road schemes that are currently under construction or planned for the future. So we'll be talking a bit about the city deal stuff that goes on and we're also going to be talking about some of the trunk road schemes. So, uh, Stuart, when was the last time we spoke about this? I think it was well over a year ago. Yeah, I think so. We, we did cover City Deal uh, back in 2020. Uh, I think we've spoken about the A9 um, upgrades as part of the Duncan Special podcast within the A9, the A9 a few podcast. Months ago. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's a good way to kick off 2021. We revisit because some of these schemes are getting a wee bit more publicity, particularly City Deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know people will be interested in that, so it should be good to talk about that. How are you, by the way? It's been a while. Yeah, I'm okay. Just uh, it's it's all very boring. You know, we're all stuck in, yeah. but you know that's what we have to do. Uh, and can you believe that this is us now into the third year of the podcasts for the Glasgow Motorway Archive, it's season three? Of course, it is, isn't it? And it's doing so well. You yep. know, so. We are back to doing these about monthly, yep. aren't we? Yeah, uh, we are back it, to one a month. Yep. With everything that's going on, and mm-hmm. we're very busy at the moment, so we're, we're doing our best to bring this content to you. But So this will be a good roundup, I think, of uh, everything that's going on. Oh, yeah. It has been a difficult year uh, mm-hmm. throughout 2020, particularly for construction, because yep. things like that was, were, were set back. But we'll do our best to bring you updates on, on things that are happening. Oh, yeah. I mean, as, you, as, as you've said many times, I mean, it's primarily historic podcast we talk about the things from the past but it's nice to to pepper in some some modern and and future schemes now and again just to keep it all interesting we yeah i'm I'm sure there might be some people listening going why aren't they talking about glasgow Mm. but don't worry we've got some great stuff lined up yeah we have (laughs) so you're going to kick us off then yes let's some trunk road stuff well let's talk about the a9 first okay so um there just to give everyone here an idea that the the scottish government made the commitment to duel the entire a9 between perth and inverness now at the moment, there are some sections of dual carriageway, but it's intermittent. Mm-hmm. So since doing this, there has been there's one scheme that's actually completed, which is King Craig to Dalrady, which is quite a long section. And there's one currently under construction at the southern end near Perth, the uh, Lunkety uh, scheme. Which, oh yes. Which actually now you, we've both seen this, mm. haven't we? Back yeah. before we all got locked in our houses, mm-hmm. uh, when we were coming back that way, we we went and seen it. And this joins up two sections of dual carriageway. Yeah. So this is this was originally scheduled to open um, now, mm-hmm. but because of coronavirus last year, the construction sites were all set down, and it's it's Balfour Beatty who are, are building this right. one. Okay, mm-hmm. famous contractor. Yeah, yeah, very well known. Yeah, and um, uh, they 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 had to be put on hold for a while. So this has been pushed back slightly. Um, it's not going to be for. Oh, probably the summer now until it's actually going to open but that's another long section of dual carriageway so that's being built but something you know we do get asked for about things outside of glasgow occasionally and people certainly come to me you know because apparently i'm an oracle of these things (laughs) even because i work in the industry but i do not work on the a9 is what are the next sections to be done Mm -hmm. so what what transport scotland have done with this project is they have divvied it up into different sections Mm -hmm. uh along along the a9 route and one of the big bits of news that have come out whenever you're doing these things, you get objectors, is the the most recent screen, uh, scheme up at, near Cruben Moor. Mm-hmm. Um, they've managed to get rid of uh, some of the objectors. Okay. Now, for, for my benefit, Cruben Moor, where, where is that? In terms of the whole Perth to Inverness line, is it middle, top, bottom? Uh, yeah, it's in the middle. It's it's in the middle. It's north of the Glengarry section where right. you have the two uh, very long sections of dual carriageway where the carriageways are separated. Yeah, yeah. It's north of there. Okay. So there are sections of dual carriageway there. So there's a long section. It's more to um, uh, 
the the bit that goes up towards King Craig Dalradi. So again, right. it kind of joins up these sections of mm-hmm. dual carriageway, and they've just cleared the objectors from there. Good. Now there are some controversial areas on the A9 mm-hmm. uh, that you know there are a lot of people who are concerned about where the route's going, particularly around Pass of Burnham, Killancranky, and these areas. So there's still a lot of work to be done. These things have still happened behind the scenes despite yeah. coronavirus. Yeah. yeah, I mean this is a very ambitious project. Massive. Um, it's a massive project, probably the biggest single road scheme uh, that will have been undertaken in Scotland for a while. Okay, Queensway Crossing, big value, small bigger area. than Aberdeen Bypass. Yeah. So this yeah. will certainly be the longest one since the A74 was being upgraded to motorway in yeah. the 1990s. I would say. Um, some background for the, for those who are, who are maybe not so familiar with the A9. And, and who may not have listened to the A9 podcasts a few months ago. Uh, the A9 is a road that was completely rebuilt in the late 70s and early 80s. Mm-hmm. And it was given a modern alignment at that time. But because of traffic flows at that time, it was decided that the majority of the route would be built to single carriageway standards. Mm-hmm. With clear di- you know, visual sight yes, lines that you could uh, for overtake. overtaking. But as traffic has increased mm-hmm. and driver frustration became a problem, the safety record of the road suffered quite a bit. And there were a number of very high-profile accidents over the years mm-hmm. that ultimately the, led the to... The killer road, yeah, as they called exactly. it. So the issue on that road isn't so much engineering issues or, 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 or geometric or visual issues or anything like that. It's really about driver frustration because people mm. get stuck in long convoys of vehicles behind lorries and trucks and, and buses and things, itching to overtake. Mm. And then eventually when they do, you know, at the wrong time, and they don't realise, of course, and the, the the closing speeds that were going yeah. on. Now they did Stuart, a number of years ago. Now they did put average speed cameras mm-hmm. on the on the A nine, and that has actually had quite a positive effect in reducing accidents. Yes, and I know they increased the speed limit for HGVs to fifty miles an hour as That's well, didn't right. they? Because on single carriageways, if you have a copy of your highway code, um, <laughs> which I'm sure everyone has, the lorries uh, HGVs are limited to forty miles yeah. an hour single carriageway. But no, they've upped it to to fifty on the A nine. Yeah. So when you see those signs in the United saying 50 mile an hour trial limit that's for the HGVs it doesn't apply to cars okay you know so your same national speed limits apply yeah so I mean the Scottish government decided that, that they would upgrade it to, to dual carriageway mm-hmm. um, based mostly on safety reasons for safety reasons primarily yeah Mm-hmm. Not um, for capacity reasons or, or anything like that. It doesn't have a massive uh, a flow of traffic. It's no. certainly at the southern end. I mean, this that section that's being constructed just now will have a huge benefit mm-hmm. going there. Um, so what? still haven't answered this question is what's going to happen next. And we don't know. I mean, the best thing to, to look at is that these, these processes, once they've got rid of objectors on these things, they can go towards what they call... The, um, the draft orders yeah. for the road. We eventually become made orders, which gives the road a kind of a, a, a legal foundation to actually be built. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of these schemes have already selected the corridors. They've already done the stage three um, design on these. So yes. they're, they're, they're more or less ready to go. So it's yeah. just the legal thing behind the background. Then it gets tendered out to contractors. Of course, there could also be a public inquiry requirement as well, depending if, yeah. you know, the statutory objectors, I think I think the process is if they can't eliminate all the objections, mm-hmm. that it has to go to public inquiry. That's right. That's then heard by an expert on behalf of the Scottish Government. We'll hear the, the case for and against yeah. and make a decision or a recommendation on whether the road should go ahead or not. But for, that's what the good news is, is they've managed to clear some of these objectors on this on this scheme up by Cruben Moore, mm-hmm. so it won't have to go to public inquiry. Well, that'll see at least a year to two years yeah. in time immediately, you know, just by removing the requirement for that, because I know it can take a bit of time. So that's some good news then. So that so we should be hearing some news then, possibly, on, yeah, uh, on the, what's next. The best place to go, see if you want to find out the thing quicker, is 
it's Transport Scotland's website. Mm-hmm. Is if you go to the news section there, you can you can see the things that come out, and they keep you relatively up to date. Now, I remember us talking on the A9 podcast about potential journey savings that the scheme might bring. There, obviously, mm-hmm. there's a whole raft of safety improvements that we've already discussed. But in terms of journey uh, journey time savings, was it something in the, the, like, like thirty to forty minutes or something? Yeah, like that? something like that. About yeah. thirty minutes is what you'll save. I mean on that. that- Let's be honest, anyone who's ever driven from Perth to Inverness, if you're not doing it at a leisurely pace in your own time because you don't need to be somewhere in a hurry, it, it can be fairly enjoyable because there's plenty of things you can look at and see. If, mm-hmm. however, you're a trucker or a bus driver or just a person who has business in Inverness and you need to get to Inverness by a certain time, the A9 is not the most predictable road for no, you. No, I mean, you can get stuck behind convoys but doing anywhere with 40, 50 miles an hour mm. in sections. Uh, although Or less so, if there's farm traffic. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's not a road that's too bad for that kind of thing and that's more of an A96 problem, which we'll, we'll touch on the A96 briefly, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, no, you're absolutely right. It, it, having then a dual carriageway, you've got the guaranteed overtaking and you know cars can do 70 on that yeah yeah well that'll be good to, to see that one develop i know that there's a stated aim to have it complete uh, within the next few years so mm-hmm. it'll be good to see again an ambitious target it'll be interesting to see how that all how that all pans out hopefully coronavirus doesn't impact on the program too much no um, we'll, we'll have to see we'll yeah. have to see so sticking with up north mm-hmm. we're going to talk a little bit about the a96 so the background to this is uh, the scottish government also made a commitment to dual the a96 from Inverness to Aberdeen mm-hmm. is the main road, and this road goes from Inverness to Aberdeen, passes by Nairn, Forest, Elgin, Keith, Huntley, Inverurie, all these places. Um, it doesn't have many new dual carriageway sections. Over towards it, in between Inverurie and Aberdeen, yes, that was upgraded in the 1990s. Um, so they've been busy working away on designs in the background for these areas. Now, the part that's furthest forward is the Inverness to Nairn, which includes a Nairn bypass. And this is going to be dual carriageway expressway standard. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. That actually did go to public inquiry. Okay. And we're still waiting the results of that public inquiry. Right. Once that comes back, then they can go ahead and do the orders for the scheme. Assuming it's given the go assuming ahead. It's go, <laughs> assuming it's given the go ahead. Yep. Yeah, with these things. I, I am familiar with that scheme because mm-hmm. uh, I know that has developed over... A few years. I mean, that was policy even before the rest of the A96 was mm. announced to be to be jeweled because yeah. it's a horrifically busy section of road. Yeah. Uh, even you know, just you know, off away from the summer peak, it can be a busy section of road, uh, mm-hmm. particularly for traffic heading from there to Inverness. And, and the Nen's peaks, always know. Nen's always been a dormitory for Inverness, yeah. and people will live there and commute between been, between these ones. And yeah. actually, over on the eastern side, you've got the same issue. House prices in Aberdeen have increased a lot. Mm-hmm. People now living out in these other towns, Huntley, yep. Keith, Elgin, and they're commuting along this road. Yeah. Now, it's one thing that's been said, and one of the arguments against duelling of the A96 has been, not many people make a journey between directly Inverness and Aberdeen. Yeah. It's most people making journeys from and in between these towns. Mm-hmm. You know, um, It actually, in areas, has... A, higher traffic flows than the A9. See, I I was going to ask you about that. I mean, the Mm -hmm. A96 is a road that I've only driven end-to-end once. Yes. And uh, and, and you were there. Um, It's interesting. There was busy bits. There were quieter bits. Mm -hmm. There were very rural bits. Mm -hmm. Um, It was an interesting road. And had a lack of bypasses as well in some areas. And I was going to ask you that question. Do many people make the journey from Aberdeen to Inverness in one go. I mean, it's 103 miles or something like just, that. Just about 100 yep. miles, yeah, mm-hmm. you're, you're right. Good guess. Um, the thing is, I don't have any data here, really, to yep. say that. It's not something i done. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm from that part of the world, uh, and I stayed near Elgin, mm-hmm. and I used to use it really to go from Elgin 
to Inverness or Elgin to, to Aberdeen or between Elgin and Keith and these other places. Didn't know many people that would make that as a commute. Mm-hmm. Might be different for commercial traffic, of yeah. course. Of course you've got particularly holidays, these towns, I mean, Elgin was terrible with traffic because it didn't have a bypass. Mm-hmm. Not just that, it had loads of roundabouts in it. It, was, it wasn't very nice. Uh, so if anything, the A96 dueling, rather than looking at the whole end-to-end thing, the bypasses are going to be a great thing. They're going to be the biggest benefit from all of this, really, aren't they? The, the, the bypass into the towns like Inverurie. And I know there's been very keen interest from the locals there about the alignment of that bypass around Inverurie. Yes, you're um, right. You've, 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 you've moved the, the subject there uh, very conveniently because that's what I was going to talk about, is actually there's been some quite recent news is about where the, where the A96 was going to go in relation to uh, Inverurie. This particular section, just like the A9, is a section in its own right, so they've divvied up the whole route into sections. Mm-hmm. This section is Inverurie to east of Huntley. Okay. So there were a few different route options that we're looking at with a bypass going to the south of Inverurie or going to the north. Okay. Uh, they've ultimately now uh, decided on the the southern route okay and that was only quite recently and they've mm-hmm. got all the maps up on transport scotland's website so you can see exactly where it's going to go okay this is a dual dual carriageway to expressway standard yeah. um no roundabouts at grade junctions flyovers so all it's going to be a fast moving piece Absolutely. Of road. You know, this is designed this road is designed clearly for people who are doing the full length journeys like hauliers it is, and things. but yeah. they do have quite a lot of junctions on it mm-hmm. uh for things they are retaining the old a96 in areas to act as a local access road. Ah, good. I am not entirely sure if this will be of special road status. If it is expressway standard, it might be. Mm-hmm. Meaning it's restricted. It's basically a motorway all but in name. Keeping the tractors and things away from it really exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's ambitious. You know, mm-hmm. in areas there's a massive viaduct at Inveramsey that, that takes the road over the railway line, yep. the road and the river. So it's... It's uh, so another fascinating one to watch. It, it is, really is, yeah. So go if you go on the Transport Scotland website, they've got it all in the sections and you can look at the alignments that have been chosen so far for the for the bits. It is just behind the A9, though. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, the A9 is 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 ahead. Now that, that eastern section that's jeweled already. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you said that was done in the nineteen nineties. Yeah, what so was the primary is, reason for that? This is a smaller one. This was basically to imp- Aberdeen Airport is at Dice and on the uh, the western side of Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inverurie was already a place that didn't have a bypass, and there was a lot of people commuting. Uh, in that section there. So it was justified because of the traffic levels at the time. Mm -hmm. Now, this was very much dueling on the cheap. It was parallel dueling, and there was only one junction on it that was grade-separated. The rest of it was roundabouts. It's quite a lot of roundabouts. As soon as you get up to speed on this, Mm -hmm. you're back at a roundabout. Um, So that section went in. Now, the bypass, the 90s bypass for Inverurie was single carriageway. And a lot of people have argued... Why can't you just upgrade the existing Inverurie bypass? Because it's right close to the town, you mm-hmm. see. Uh, they can't because they don't have the room to do it. To accommodate the grade separated junction would require the demolition of over 30 properties. Right. So that's never a realistic Which, concept. Yep. You know, when we look back at the construction of things in Glasgow, you mm. know, it was different with the comprehensive redevelopment. Yeah, that yeah. kind of thinking isn't quite there anymore with no. these things. So they've decided to take it on a different alignment. Which makes sense when you've got a lot of empty space around yeah. the town. I mean, you've got plenty of space where you can go north or south there. You're not going to demolish 30 properties if you can go half a mile further yeah. south and, and not have to. It's agricultural land yeah. really in these places. Yeah, there are some areas of, of, of kind of uh, special environmental interest and mm-hmm. using that phrase, but uh, you know, the road kind of goes around these. So thinking about it then, we said there's about 100 miles of this route 
um, that's going to be duelled. Um, same with the A9, it's about 100 miles from Perth to Inverness as yeah. well, although obviously there's a, about a third of it duelled already. Is that a fair, a fair amount? Do you know what? We'll say, we'll say third once mm-hmm. this section is done right. down there. So, mm-hmm. you know, you could say there's going to be about 60 miles still to be done there. So we've got 160-odd miles of dual carriageway in preparation. And not just... This isn't your 90s dual carriageway. Yeah. Like I said, it's not A90 this upgrades. Where you, this is expressway standard. type yeah. stuff. You know, a lot of it offline. in area, The A96 is particular... Uh, Lee ambitious in the fact. I mean, if you look at the Elgin section between um, Nairn and uh, you know Fockabus, mm-hmm. which incorporates Elgin, most of it's offline. Yeah. So if people you know, people huge. trying to get an idea of what that kind of road looks like, I think a good example would be the A14. A14, yeah, the recent Prince upgrades Earth. that you've got yep. there. So uh, dual two lane, mm-hmm. great separated junctions. Uh, there won't be hard shoulders and stuff but like that. But it's to expressway standard, so that's yeah. a good one. You know, go and have a look in Street View. I mean, we we don't. It's not really a type of road we have built to any great extent here the Clydeside Expressway the East Cobride Expressway yeah but they're old fashioned yeah I mean there, there is an in between one I suppose the Edinburgh City Bypass oh, we looked at one geez, of those things yeah. but well, we'll, we'll come on to that <laughs> won't we so yeah. I mean that's all I've got to say on the A96 at the moment so keep an eye on the news there, there will be some announcements for these things coming out mm. the only one I was going to mention in the north of the country I was doing a bit of reading on the A82 and there's obviously been a lot of discussion in, over the years about how that could be upgraded and I know uh, they're already looking at Tarbert to Inverarnon that's the really narrow stretch that runs tight to Loch oh, Lomond oh yeah is that when the, there's a tourist bus coming the other yes. way and you, f- you feel yeah, your life's you in your hands stop, yeah. Yeah. so I know they're looking at improvements and I think the, the stated alignment was published a few years ago now mm-hmm. for that. And basically, it's an online upgrade, um, widening of the existing road, uh, provision of footways and cycleways. Uh, and I think in some locations, actually, some structures over the loch as well. Remember Pulpit Rock? That was yes, done five, I do. Six yeah, years yeah. Ago? Fantastic Well, th- there might be one or two more structures like so that. So it's one of these things that kind of sections might be built out into the into the lock yeah. itself rather than carving in. Because yeah. one of the things when you drive along that section of road is it's hard up oh, against yeah. the rock. Mm-hmm. And it's to and me, it'd be very difficult. There's a lot of ecological considerations in that part of, of the world course. as well with yeah. forestry and, and, of course. And, and bats and all sorts of species in there that, you, you know, you, you just wouldn't possibly get away with plowing a new road through scheme a new blockers line. Yeah, yeah exactly you know you, you wouldn't want to take that inland uh, and, and have all that trouble to go mm. with it so i know that's coming down the line i think there's other improvements as well and the one we didn't mention the where the a82 meets the a9 at inverness there's a big scheme up there as well isn't so it? yeah there's a roundabout here this is north of Ragmore roundabout so you between Ragmore uh, and the keswick bridge there's longman roundabout now i think duncan tells longman roundabout was a was a new feature mm-hmm. it was actually added in at some point this is known as the sheriff hall of the north yeah it's a horrendous roundabout and it's one of these ones where they added traffic lights to it and it made it worse. Okay. Um, and it, it's really, it's where the 82 comes in, but also serves the stadium as well. So they have now agreed on a design for this. It's going to be a flyover oh, good. Uh, that okay. goes on there. So that's getting a flyover. So that's all been done. They've agreed on that. So I don't know what the status in terms of public inquiry and, and or, or where it's going to construction or if the orders are there. Mm-hmm. But that's getting grade separated. Good. So well, it's another annoying junction removed. Yeah. Well, you mentioned there... We mentioned the city bypass a minute ago, and you mentioned Sheriff Hall. 
Yeah. Uh, that conveniently takes us on to Sheriff Hall. It does. So uh, we had a City Bypass podcast and we spoke about, you know, the only kind of at-grade junction on the City Bypass is Sheriff Hall roundabout. Yeah. The reason why this wasn't given a flyover was because of the um, geological fault in the area. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the kind of, um, was there was a colliery there as well. Yeah, very expensive to treat. At and it time, was, yeah. but they, I mean, they always considered that, you know, it would be grade separated at some point if mm-hmm. these issues could be addressed. Yeah. So, Back to the present, um, they decided on a design for this, and uh, it was a flyover. They've mm-hmm. decided for Sheriff Hall roundabout, you know. Okay. And uh, this was put under review uh, a year ago, so we're just waiting to see the results of, of that review to see if that still goes ahead. But I know the, the government quite committed to doing it. You know, it's something that people really want to see done. I think there's some political yeah, pressure there as I well. I think so. I, again, if you want to keep traffic out of Ed- Edinburgh, central Edinburgh, mm-hmm. uh, then really you need a good free-falling bypass to keep that, you know, to keep mm-hmm. that route viable. So I, I would imagine that Sheriff Hall being uh, you, would there, be high on the list. There are some valid concerns about this scheme in right. the fact that um, Sheriff Hall is a problem spot at the mm-hmm. moment for traffic backing up. Wouldn't this just move the problem to Old Craig Hall? Well, wasn't there some improvements there a couple of years ago to add an additional lane and traffic signals? Well, that's what they put signals in mm-hmm. to try and help. And I'm not sure if that was in anticipation or, or, or advance okay. of that, you know. Yeah, so. I mean, I know that is a busy junction. I remember East Lothian Council uh, mooted an idea of providing a filter lane, a dedicated link, didn't they, from the northbound A1 to yes. the westbound city bypass. Yeah, so, so you, you could just Yeah, straight fly. around. You wouldn't have to use the roundabout, which would make sense. Um, but the only thing is, getting from the city bypass to the A1 southbound is your problem. Yeah. You would need something like the high loop at Bayliston. Mm. So you need a loop going yeah. over the whole right junction. Over the top. So that would be that would expensive. be amazing, though. And it, yeah, <laughs> from an engineering point of view, yeah. It's certainly at the so. other end, at the Hermiston Gate end, yeah, I mean, that's very busy as well. It'll be interesting to see how it all comes mm. together. Yes, exactly. I, I imagine, and I think I've read before that one of the problems with the city bypass is it's used for sort of local journeys as well. You know, junction hopping. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so there could there could be some benefit there. And as the sprawl of Edinburgh continues ever south, my you know, my my friend at Fairhurst uh, says to me that it's he gets very annoyed when you call it a bypass because mm. it shouldn't be a bypass. But it's it basically it's turned into a kind of a, a kind of a commuter road, yeah. Uh, yeah. A, a kind of like a distributor road rather than a, a straight bypass. It's 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 almost too useful. Yeah. So we'll see. Well, I'm just sheriff Hall. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll go from there. Yeah, so. it's certainly interesting. Uh, in terms of trunk road schemes, that's more or less all of the main ones that's that's kind of on the go at the minute. Well, there's the A77 has got the Mabel. That Mabel. There's, that's actually under construction mm-hmm. at the moment. Yeah. We, we spoke about Dalry Bypass. That's obviously open. The, the, the section at the Den has opened mm-hmm. as well. It's also A77. Now, at Beeve... They want it. There's an existing bypass at Beeve, but it has some nasty little junctions on it, and it's quite right. close. So they're actually going to be building a new bypass okay. at Beeve and pulling it out a little bit. Right. Um. So improving, bringing that up to standard, mm-hmm. and that's actually meant to start this year. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the advanced works are, I believe, like the fencing and the clearance are meant to start this year. Okay. For that one. Interesting. So yeah. It's getting ahead. It'd be good to see. And I know Mabel is a scheme on the A77 that had been on the books for a number of years. Strathclyde mm-hmm. Regional Council had plans for that many, many years ago. I wonder um, if Gervin will get the same treatment. I wonder if Gervin will get something eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it would make sense. Ports are down it's there it's an important things. route to the ports. Yeah. As you say. Um, mm-hmm. So that'll be an interesting one to watch. Yeah. Um, and obviously they'll keep you up to date with any other new ones that, that maybe get announced or, or come forward we know that the Scottish Government Transport Scotland has a strategic projects review 
Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment, they, they review them every so many years, every 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that the, the findings of that are eagerly anticipated. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting when that see gets published. What's, see what's being taken forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So that's a good point then, I think, to switch to local authority routes then, isn't it? And yes. the upgrades that some of the councils are looking to take forward. And uh, let's be honest, local authorities and road building has not really been a thing in Scotland for a few years. Uh, there's been a dry spell for that kind of stuff for at least the last 20 years or so. Yeah, I um, mean, if only there was a huge lump of cash available. Yeah, exactly. So that <laughs> that very thing happened with the, the creation of the city-region deals uh, that were announced a few years ago. Now, initially, these were agreements between the local authorities in Scotland and the UK government. Um, the Scottish government later got involved as well and agreed to match any money being put in by the UK government. And Glasgow was the first area in Scotland that, that signed up to this. Um, since then, there's been a number of others in the borders and the highlands uh, and Fife and, and, you know, various places. Even Ayrshire, I think, has got one as well. And what that does is it allows local authorities to take forward schemes that have local benefit. So they're not necessarily strategic routes, uh, but they'll have local or regional benefits that, that make them justifiable. And, and obviously yeah. they don't have the money on their own to, to take them forward. So there's a number in Glasgow that we're going to talk about first. And then I know there's a couple of others dotted about the country as well, John, that you're going to fill us in on. And I'm, I'm going to talk about Lanarkshire. All, about Lanarkshire. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Lanarkshire in particular, they were pretty far advanced with, with their proposals because they had road schemes um, that, that they had been, you know, aspired to construct. Just kind of shovel ready yeah. things they had in a drawer for yeah, if the money ever For came years available. and years. So when, mm-hmm. when City Deal came along, they were more or less sitting ready. They were just waiting on money to allow them to move forward. And that meant that the Kafkin Relief Road that basically ties in the, the end of the Kafkin Bypass to Mill Street in Rutherglen. Mm-hmm. Uh, was a scheme that had been designed by Scott Wilson Kirkpatrick way back in the 1970s for Rutherglen Borough Council. Um, it had been sitting there all those years. Eventually that went ahead, so that's complete. I mean, that opened four years ago, three years yeah, ago. Yeah, I remember you took me to that on my birthday. Yeah, mm-hmm. happy birthday. I was, like, I was like blindfolded in the car. Yeah. It's a surprise. There we go, Kafkin <laughs> Bypass. So, so what that did was provide a nice fast link between the Kafkin Bypass and the A749 coming down from East Kilbride. Yeah. Uh, linking in with Mill, Mill Road, Mill Street, Mill Street. Mill Street. Which is the jewelled uh, road that runs all the way down the western extremities of Rutherglen, down past Shawfield Stadium and joins with the M74 at Pomody. Yeah. You know, so so that that was all done. So that took a lot of traffic away from the sort of Burnside, Fernhill kind of area. Okay, so that's all done. That's all complete. So go and see that one if you get a chance. Yeah. The other one that they had pretty close to to being shovel ready was the duelling of Green Hills Road okay. and the A seven two six. This is this is East Kilbride, isn't Kilbride, it? So yes. this is the south of East Kilbride. Yes. Right. So there's there's big plans to build hundreds or thousands of new houses to the south of East Kilbride. Mm. And uh, Green Hills Road, which was built, I believe, in the late 70s, early 80s, as part of the expansion of the East Kilbride new town, was left in such a way that parts of it could be jewelled without much trouble. So now that they've considered expanding it, and with the the, the industrial, um, you know, units and 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 estates that are that are up there as well, mm-hmm. they decided to take forward the drilling of that, and that that's already on 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 the ground. And I think it's another scheme that probably should just have been a bit finished, but obviously was held up by so, the coronavirus. Yeah, I don't know crisis. how long construction was stopped. I think it was it was over a month, wasn't it? Oh, it was it was, uh, it was three three four months for for some some of the worst cases. Um, yeah. you know, so they did lose quite a bit of time. Uh, so basically, what that's doing is anybody who's familiar with Scott Bridge, you'll know as you travel east on the A726, uh, once you pass uh, the sort of final grade separated junction there, 
it, it goes down to single carriageway where it passes the park. So they're drilling about three quarters of a mile from there to the junction with Green Hills Road as you head towards Straven. Mm-hmm. And then about a mile of Green Hills Road, um, I think, as you head west from there. So that's all going to be upgraded. So that, that'll provide some improvements. And they're, they're putting yeah. in active travel, uh, you know, uh, infrastructure there as well. NMU stuff. It's very yeah. important now because there's, there's a big drive for, for this type yeah. of thing. So you need to think about that too with the schemes. Yeah. In fairness, it's a good thing because it does justify the schemes just as much. Mm-hmm. You nice know? wide footways, cycleways, all these sorts of things. Yeah. yeah. And we get, of course, a dual carriageway. In yeah. So that's under construction at the moment. It is. When did you say that was due to be completed? Well, based on a the, bit vague. Yeah, based on the last uh, information I read, I reckon probably summer this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll be looking to have most of that complete so summer autumn sort of time um it'll be interesting to see i mean already traffic is already using the new carriageway and i believe they're currently rebuilding the old existing carriageway because this has been parallel drilling mm-hmm. uh, you know just slapping a new carriageway down immediately it's one of these things that's quite good they didn't have to knock many properties down for this did no, they? no not because, at all. because no, the space was already there yeah, yeah. Not, no demolition or anything like that just basically you know adding a bit of road in Mm-hmm. Now the other one that South Lanarkshire Council had proposed was the drilling of Stuartfield Way. Mm-hmm. Now this was part of the northwest bypass of East Kilbride that was built in 1990 or thereabouts. And again, it was left wide enough to drill it at the time. Strathclyde Regional Council didn't have enough money to drill it there and then, so they said, "Well, you know, we'll come back to it at some point down the line." That's what South Lanarkshire Council are now doing. Unfortunately, several hundred houses have been built alongside that road since that time, and some of the locals are not too enamoured mm. uh, with the idea of a dual carriage. I know there was a councillor there that wasn't keen on it. <clears throat> Personally, yeah. I mean, we've we've driven down Stuartfield Way a, a few times, and yeah, it definitely needs it. East Kilbride is <clears throat> one of these situations where the, the actual roads are quite good through the town, Yeah, but they're urban roads that are yeah. good through the town, so it's this thing, do we, does it really need a bypass? I think, yeah, definitely it's, it does. But Stuartfield Way, I just don't see it <clears throat> happening. Yeah, I, I think there's maybe just a bit too much controversy there for that for that one to go ahead. It'll be interesting to see. It's already been delayed. Uh, while they it would tie out. in quite nicely, though, from, you know, the Glasgow Southern Orbital. Yeah. What's the name of the junction? Phillips Hill. Phillips Hill. And yep. if it went through there, you've got this... Right across to Nerston. Right, right across to Nerston. Yep. Tidy all that up, because they're awful. Bypass Whirlies completely. And uh, then just go straight onto the East Kilbride Expressway, and you would have yeah. that lovely, nice, free-flowing it, ring. It then, almost is an obvious line on a map. It's a gap. Mm. If you look at a gap, uh, if you want to see any good gaps in road systems or, or perceived gaps in road systems, look at the A725 from Nerston round to the A726 of Phillips Hill and you think, yeah, that could be a good obvious line to join those two lines up and take yeah. all the traffic at East Kilbride. But yeah, the, there's other issues there with, with people mm-hmm. uh, living locally. Although, I don't see why they couldn't push the road half a mile north yeah. and take it into the some of the agricultural land that surrounds East Kilbride. I mean, South Lanarkshire had plans for years or, or, or pushed for years to have a, a connection to the M73 yeah. between Nelson yeah, and, and Maryville. Extend the 73 south yeah. and stuff. Well, we've, we've spoken about yeah. that. That would, be, that would be quite something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so these things are, are being proposed. So, Stuart, well, there hasn't been much news on it, has there? No. I think it, I think it's been quietly... Uh, quiet, shelved. Quietly maybe. shelved. Yeah, maybe although we they were know. still undertaking public information uh, exercises and, and things recently, fairly recently, there was a 3D fly-through produced, I think, mm. to try and show people that, look, you know, this, this isn't I've going to be I've not seen a, that. That yeah. would be quite good to see. So that, that's worth looking up. If you go to South Lanarkshire Council's website, all that information's on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving across to the other Lanarkshire, North mm-hmm. Lanarkshire, they also have big plans. In fact, they've got about £200 million worth of roads proposals. Some uh, of these the are very room. ambitious. Yep. So I, I'll take a back seat here and yep. let you inform us. Yeah. <laughs> so anybody who's familiar with the A723 
as a road will know that that's one of the main links between South and North Lanarkshire. It runs from Straven all the way down through Hamilton across the Motherwell and all the way up to, to the M8 at Chapel Hall. Mm-hmm. Okay, Now, that's a single carriageway route between Junction 6 of the M74 and Junction 6A of the M8. Okay, Part of it, between Carfin and Hollytown, was built in the early 1990s by Strathclyde Region. That was a section of New Road that was provided to improve connections to the A8, as it was at that time, and the new Eurocentral park that mm-hmm. they were building okay at that same point so what they've decided now because the the huge empty ravenscraig site mm-hmm. sitting just east of motherwell is there and is very poorly connected to the motorway system mm-hmm. as a way to try and drive investment in that site they've decided they're going to improve the roads connections and there's about three distinct parts to this okay, okay. so basically the ambition is they're going to duel the a723 from the m74 junction 6 all the way up to the m8 at chapel hall now, they're going to do that by incorporating <clears throat> excuse me, the Airbles Road section of dual carriageway in Motherwell that already exists and yep. has existed since the late 60s. They're going to finish the small sh- section, two, 300-yard section at the bottom of the hill at Strathclyde Park that's not been done. Mm-hmm. And they're then going to build a new southern access to Ravenscraig. So if you're familiar with the Civic Centre in Motherwell, so where Airbles Road meets Windmill Hill Street, they're going to continue a dual carriageway straight through there where the Ford garage is at the moment right across the West Coast Main Line, or mm-hmm. under the West Coast Main Line, and into the Ravenscraig site, and they're going to build a short stretch of dual carriageway that will tie into the existing dual carriageway within that site. That's right. So if you look at the Ravenscraig site, uh, even just looking at Google, it's already dueled. In, in, well, most of it is. Yeah. But the roundabouts there have a lot of ghost arms on yes. them, as in they, they, they built these kind of stubs on them to be extended. Absolutely. So, you know, it was always envisaged <laughs> that these kind of things would happen. And people often ask why the dual carriageway in Ravenscraig stops you know, but just before the end, you know, why does it not continue all the way to, to Craig Nuke Street at yeah. the far end, at the A721? And the simple fact is it was always intended that an arm would branch off and the dual carriageway would head straight for the top of Airbus Road. Mm. So that's why. So that'll finish that bit. Now, the third scheme that ties into this takes the uh, the existing A723 from the top of Ravens Craig where it meets a uh, Kerfin, or where, yeah. you know, where it's at Kerfin, uh, and then we'll take it all the way from there up to the motorway at the M8 at Eurocentral. So they're going to jewel that. Mm-hmm. So anybody who's familiar with the road knows that there's a little supermarket and a, a Tesco Express at Kerfin. It then goes fairly rural feeling, actually, where it goes... There's a wooden arch bridge on yeah, it. I exactly. mean, it's a road I use a lot, yeah, to be yeah. honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and past it's the crematorium. Busy at peak time. Yeah, very busy at peak time. And then from they, there up past your Now, at the crematorium, they, they produce a kind of gyratory there, um, and they've made that in such a way that that, yeah. that ties in with the dueling. There's yeah, yeah. also a bridge with a spare span. Yeah, that's right. They built a, a new bridge under the railway on the main uh, Glasgow to Edinburgh via Shorts line uh, back in 2015 to allow for the new carriageway to be slotted through there, all done as advanced works. So that's all sitting there, all ready to go. Now, these three schemes are all part of what North Lanarkshire Council are referring to as their Pan Lanarkshire Corridor. Mm-hmm. because it's something that was recognised even by the, the designers of the Greater Glasgow Transportation Study 50, 60 years ago was that north to south connections between north and central Lanarkshire are very poor. If you want to go from Motherwell to Airdrie or Motherwell to Cumbernauld, um, those connections are actually quite poor. They're all very convoluted. Mm. You have to go various ways to get there. There's no direct routes. Yeah, if you want, I mean, you could use motorways, but you're going, yeah. you're going the other way to Yeah, go you're to heading them. away west to then go north and back. Eastern yeah. yourself, you know. So the council recognise that, and as I say, it's a long-held, you know, problem. You know that they've recognised it for years. So what they're proposing now is that from the M8 at Chapel Hall mm-hmm. up to the M80 at Auckland Killens, people familiar with the A73 
will know that there's a, a good stretch of dual carriageway right at the Cumbernauld end, right at the top, the from Stand yeah, to yeah. the M80. So what the council are going to do is they're going to provide what they're calling an East Airdrie Link Road, mm-hmm. and that will take a new A73 from M8 all the way up to the M80, and it will run to the east of Airdrie. Okay, it will run east of Airdrie. Thinking of, you know, putting it into a sort of a context for people who might be familiar with the area. It will run between Airdrie and Plains mm-hmm. on the A89. So okay. where will this branch off from? Would it be Newhouse? This is still to be discussed. So basically what, right. they, what they would like is they would like it to tie in with the top of this new dual D723. Mm-hmm. Okay, so at Bones Road, you know, where you cross over the M8 at the moment, mm-hmm. you'll either have one or two options. Either the road will go over that bridge in the motorway and then use Lancaster Avenue, mm-hmm. okay, which is the road that skirts around the south and east of Chapel Hall before joining the A73. Okay, it will either go around there or they'll build a new section that will run east of Calder Bank mm-hmm. and then northwest of Chapel Hall and then run east of Airdrie from there. There's still a lot of corridor studies. You, you know, know what, sir? This moment. is actually quite a distance, this. And oh, you're yeah. saying, you know, offline, this is. This is big for a yeah. council scheme. Right. Now, you, what kind of road are we talking about here? Is this single or dual or two in, plus one? Or? Initially, it was stated that it would be a single carriageway route. However, mm-hmm. I've noticed some discussions recently that, where the council have asked their consultants to look into the potential of dueling it. So you would then have a dual carriageway link from the M80 all the way to the M74, mm-hmm. you know, via those sections in the south. As you know, when you're building new roads offline, it is often cheaper you know, to just to provide a dual carriageway because you do know your drainage and your earthworks from scratch you do, anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for the sake of including just a wee bit more, you know, up front, you can probably provide a dual carriageway for not a lot more money. Mm-hmm. So I think that's still being looked at at the moment. Now, I was, I must admit, I, I didn't think this this was going to fly. Okay. But uh, why? I, it's very justified. I mean, at the moment, the 73 goes through Andrew. Yeah, it runs through Andrew, runs through Chapel Hall. It's, it's very urban. Yeah, and it's very busy. And I was kind of like, mm, okay, I don't know. Maybe it won't happen. Maybe it's just one of these pipe dreams that will sit on the books for years and years and never happen. But, crucially, before mm-hmm. Christmas, NHS uh, Lanarkshire announced that they are going to relocate Monklands Hospital to the Western Moffat site, which, again, sits between Airdrie and Plains. Now, they had been looking at three sites across Lanarkshire, and this one has come out on top. Now, a key component of the delivery of that hospital is access from the East Airdrie Link Road. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, suddenly this road becomes an important part of a much bigger thing because they're going to build this hospital basically on this remote site to the east of Airdrie. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to improve access from the south, from the north, this road is it. Okay? Well, yeah, this is for, for access for emergency vehicles and things yep. like that. Yep. It makes all the difference. Just for people getting to the hospital, yeah. yeah. And for, for public transport access and all these things. So suddenly that road became a, a key component of that scheme, that hospital scheme. Okay. And I think that has made the, the, the construction of it much more likely. So are the plans for that? I mean, in terms of somebody wanting to look this up, because this is a big one, Stuart. This mm-hmm. is big. And uh, are we? Is, is, are there plans available for yes. this that people can see? Yeah, if you go into the North Lanarkshire Council website and you mm-hmm. go onto their city deal pages, you will get mm-hmm. information on all these schemes because they, they have a few others as well like redevelopment of Motherwell train station and there's a, mm-hmm. a bus access road and all sorts of things getting built there um, so that they've got the A723 dueling and this East Airdrie Link Road what I think eventually will happen is the A723 will be uh, pushed away from Motherwell Town Centre as it is at the moment and will be diverted up Airbles Road that would make sense that becomes the primary route across mm-hmm. you know it's basically an eastern bypass of Motherwell and then the A72, uh, A73 sorry then gets its upgrade as part of this East Airdrie Link Road yeah no it's something I'm looking forward to to be honest with you is there uh, any 
mention of timescales. Yes, there is. Right. So for the first section in the south, so the A723 improvements, the Ravens Craig section and the West Coast Mainline section are programmed for 2022-2023. Okay, for so a few years, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then from 23 to 24, it's going to be the uh, dueling of the A723 north of Motherwell up to mm-hmm. the M8, past the crematorium. And then finally, 24-25 is the section immediately in front of Strathclyde Park. So where Abrams Road meets the current A723 junction as you head down to M74 Junction 6. Yeah. The East Airdrie, East Airdrie Link Road is then programmed to come after that. Sometime between 2025 and 2030. Now I believe the construction of the hospital is programmed for something like 2026, 2027. Something like that would be complete by then. So if you use that as a kind of time scale, that, that's probably a reasonable proposition. Right, okay. So one to keep our eyes, yeah, eyes peeled out for. They're probably the biggest city deal schemes that are in the west of Scotland at the moment. There's nothing really on the scale elsewhere. No. Although you've, you've got a couple you're going to talk about in the east. Well, yeah. Oh, and uh, the west. There's one at Renfrewshire as well. There's the Renfrewshire. There's the Glasgow Airport um, improvements. Uh, the, 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 the Glasgow Airport investment area improvements. So anyone who uses the roads uh, like the A8 coming out of Renfrew and heading towards Bishopton and around the airport, they've noticed there's quite a lot of work going on around yeah. there. So the idea is that they're kind of upgrading the the road there to accommodate a kind of an investment and business park right so what they've also done is the existing um you know how there's the swing bridge that you get well the bascule bridge the bascule bridge yeah immediately after that bridge there is another bridge which is a a masonry arch bridge Mm -hmm. that goes over the cart yeah Um, i think it's the black cart what they have constructed and it is now in place is the pedestrian footbridge next to this. This bridge was a nightmare if you're on a bike or walking right. because there was there was Just not any footway. Right. So they've put in a new footbridge there so uh-huh. people can get across. Okay. There is going to be another bridge that links up with the um in in uh, Renfrew itself, there's a we- it's called Westway. Oh, the West- big big industrial big park. industrial the old Babcock site. Yeah. Yeah. So what they're doing there is they're actually building a mixed use bridge across the cart there to link up with the roads right. behind um, okay. into this business park. So this is all going ahead. Westway is one of these awkward places to get to because when back in the old days when I when I was involved with some of the the, the refurbishment of the Glasgow sign gantries, mm-hmm. it's one of the big warehouses down there where the gantries are taken for the refurbishment. Yeah. And it's one of these places where there's only one way in and one way out porterfield so, road yeah. in renfrew exactly, yes and yeah. it's not it's not that great from the motorway no. because you have to go through renfrew yeah with these with this thing people would come off at junction 29 at st mm-hmm. james go along the barnsford road and they'd have access you know to these these kind of kind of areas if they go go around that way or using the the back way from glasgow airport yeah now crucially there's one huge scheme down there that's going to tie in with all this, isn't it? Well, that's right. So uh, one, I believe it's at Tender at the moment, but this is the Yoka-Renfrew Bridge. Yes. So this is going to be an opening bridge, a low-level bridge, mm-hmm. uh, that's going to replace the ferry yep. there between Yoka and Renfrew. So this is going to be another Clyde Crossing, Stuart. Yeah, We're going to yeah. have to have a whole other podcast. <laughs> you know. Um, so this this is great. Uh, so they've come up with the, the idea to do this. This is another City Deal one, but it's mm-hmm. out to Tender. And it's like £70, £80 million, pounds, something yeah, like that, isn't it's going it? to be really yeah. cool um, to finally get access now it's a single carriageway bridge mm-hmm. uh, and it's for everything it's for cyclists uh, yep. you know pedestrians and you know public transport and everything yep. like yep. that but a road crossing there that'll be so much easier to get to get to like Bray Head and so on especially if you're yeah. north of the water I mean people who live in Clyde Bank who 
you know, who want to go south of the river to Renfrew or, or, or anything like that. It's a real pain going through the thing, Do you know what the worst part is about it? Is public transport's a nightmare. Yeah. You've even got to get a train all the way into Central and then back out mm. again. There are no trains either in Renfrew. Yeah. But for buses in particular, this will be this will be trans- transformative for mm. buses. Yeah. You know, for people going between the two. Now there is another road in Renfrew. There is a the <clears throat> Renfrew Northern Relief Road, mm-hmm. which I want to build from um, just by the Baskill Bridge, which actually links up on the other side of this kind of. So if you're coming from the direct, if you're coming from the west, if you're coming from say Bishopton, yeah. You know, you can and to get to that, you can actually then take this new road. So it's like a, but like a Renfrew Northern Bypass. Renfrew Northern Bypass. Which, funnily enough, t- takes us full circle because back in the, the 50s and 60s when they were looking at a Renfrew Bypass before they decided to move the airport and that allowed the M8 to squeeze through that pocket, mm-hmm. they always considered that they would need to go north of Renfrew. So there you go. So we've ended up back there anyway. Although the Erskine Expressway proposals from mm-hmm. the GGTS study, I think they considered a Renfrew Northern Bypass. Yeah, yeah, that that would have gone mm-hmm. round the north yeah. um, and continued all the way through yeah. and, and tied back. Interesting. So that's quite developed as well. All that. So that's mm-hmm. that's going ahead. I mean, yeah. So Glasgow City deal is doing quite well at getting things moving. It is indeed. Well, in particularly in the Glasgow area, there's not too much to say. No, well, it's funding the uh, Site Hill footbridge. Uh, over the M8. But no, no massive new roads. No. I mean, as you say, that that's going on at the moment. The Site Hill footbridge. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that funding that. It's funding the the avenues projects in the in the city as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, as you see, no no massive new new roads. Nothing building. like what our friends at Lanarkshire are doing. No, there is another <laughs> smallish kind of scheme in the East Renfrewshire Council area, approaching Barhead from the M77. They're straightening out some of the road there. So anybody who knows that road that runs from the M77 to Barhead and it skirts around all the reservoirs, they're straightening out a few sections of that as part of the city deal as well as part of their M77 access project or whatever they're referring to. So I don't know the status of that one. It's either on the ground already that's or just the, about to be. That's the one I've only seen on Google mm-hmm. Google Earth. I know that that's currently going ahead because, yeah. as you can see, signs on the ground. Yeah. So All right, so that's the west. What so the east? east. Yeah. So um, I'm going to talk about a road... Um, that, that I like, mm-hmm. and this is the road that links the M9 and the M8. It goes from Junction 4 on both motors and links them up. Oh, and yes. Mm-hmm. This road is the A801. It's a nightmare, that road. Well, it's it's good in the south. It's good in the north. Mm-hmm. But there's a very dodgy bit in the middle, and this is known as the Avon Gorge. Oh, in fact, yes. they often call the road the Avon Gorge Road. Mm-hmm. This road was actually built in the 1970s. Right. By, it was designed uh, at the top end. It was between kind of uh, Stirling County Council and then Lothian mm-hmm. in the bottom. Right. And uh, as the M8 and the M9 were, were constructed mm-hmm. already in these sections, the, this road actually opened up to track in about 1972, 1973. Right, okay. So yep. a little bit of history there for you. I'd looked into this. Now, when they built this road, uh, sections of it, as you know, are very high quality yeah uh there are dual carriageway sections in in the south Mm -hmm. two plus one sections and the the bridges and the single carriageway sections have a spare span on them for dueling yeah and you even get to one of the roundabouts on it and you can see where they've done the clearance and the earthworks to allow it to proceed forward Mm -hmm. but the difficult bit has always been in the avon gorge okay this is a bit where the road actually dips down it's quite twisty in areas not not very nice um and in recent years between because you've got grangemouth in the north Mm -hmm. There's a lot of industry, uh, a lot of commercial traffic that wants to go south, and this this currently uses this road. So there have been calls for years, since the 70s, to get this upgraded. Of course, the expensive bit wasn't done. Now, if you Google anything to do with the upgrade of this road, um, you will see 
countless articles of politicians over the years calling for it and calling for it. So recently, only a couple of years ago, they've agreed on the funding. So West Lothian Council and Falkirk Council are coming together to fund the road with money from the Scottish government. Right. The local authorities ideally want the road trunked. Oh, okay. So, um, but I don't have any news on that. Uh, but they they have managed to obtain some funding for this. Okay, good. So that'll be a pretty mega viaduct yeah. right across that gorge. It's 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 a big 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 scheme. Yeah. Um, we're talking about over a hundred million. Single carriageway, dual carriageway. Uh, dual carriageway. What They're is looking, dual carriageway? Looking to do dual carriageway Wonderful. in these sections from okay. from what I see. Now yep. there are no plans that I've seen for this. Yeah. And this is where I'm left a little bit in the lurch. So uh, an article from a couple of years ago said that it was meant to start in 2021. Mm-hmm. And then I read, you know, an article quite recently that said due to the coronavirus and other things, this has now been pushed back Okay. Uh, with some funding possibly being diverted elsewhere. So I don't know. Okay. It, it is happening. Yeah. Um, it's just been just pushed, sure on the pushed time back. Scale. So don't worry. People haven't forgotten about the Avon Gorge yeah. upgrade. So if, there's, if anybody listening in the East has any awareness of this scheme that they've maybe seen recently in the, in the local press or whatever, let us know. You know, yeah. drop us a line. Let us know. Similarly with the Larkshire stuff and the Glasgow City deal stuff. If you have had seen any updates um, in so your local area, then let us know. We would, we would like to know about them. Uh, you have another East Coast. Just fo- well, thing, I mean, you? it's it's Falkirk. Falkirk yeah. have uh, for a number of years ago they've done some upgrades at the with traffic lights, Cadges Bray, mm-hmm. uh, but they also the the sections. It's funny enough we're talking about the A nine earlier, but the A nine is also in Falkirk as well near the stadium. They want to do all these sections ah. uh, within the road there and provide some capacity improvements. It's in a busy there. place, Falkirk. It is. It's actually got some fantastic roads in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I quite like driving around there, but mm-hmm. um, which which I've done. You know, before the, the lockdown, the old Stirlingshire County certainly did push a lot of road schemes back in the sixties and seventies mm-hmm. in that area. Yeah. Uh, I, I often wonder if it because Stirling was so difficult to develop, although it got its fair share of good roads as well. When you think of the A nine underpass, yeah. the Stirling train that's station, very that's, cool. that's pretty yeah. good. But Falkirk did seem to get a lot of redevelopment in the sixties and seventies for roads, mm-hmm. uh, which you know, like Ayrshire that was discussed recently, was obviously all to do with a very proactive local yeah. authority soaking up all the money that was available. You know. <laughs> Well, you know, if the sun is shining, you make yeah, hay, don't absolutely, you? Absolutely, yeah. So um, I have one more thing to discuss, and mm-hmm. it's a local authority thing, and this is up in Perth. Right. So Perth have had this big road project that's already started in, in areas, and there's more to come, called Perth Transport Futures. So Google that. What they've done is, between Broxton Roundabout on the A9 and Inverarmans, there was a great separated junction there. They've improved this junction. This is Perth, um, you know, the council there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they provided a link road in around that area to to tie in with other developments. But the creme de la creme of this project is still to come. And this is the North Access Road that actually has a new junction on the A9 north of Inverament, a great separate junction, with a bridge going over the River Tay. This provides a northern bypass for uh, Perth. Ah, okay. Have you you heard much about this scheme? I think I have seen the new junction on the A9. Uh, that much I have seen. Was that phase one? I think that was oh, phase yes. one, Oh, yes, yeah, it? that's phase one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that. I remember hearing something about, about a bridge over the Tay and, and a new road. Because, again, 
Is it Perth another place that once considered a northern bypass? Yes. And, yeah, before the M90 and the M9 came, I, or the E9 came along. It did, but I, I haven't seen plans for this one <clears> looking <throat> into it um, <clears throat> in terms of, of what the, this relates to the current one. I mean, the, the one that they're proposing here, and there's actually a, a fly-through of it in like a, right. one of these kind of uh, virtual models that yeah, they've done. Yeah. So this is a single carriageway, and it actually links up. It goes all the way past, you know, Schoon Palaces. Yeah. Is that the E93? Is that the uh, that well, in? I know one of them is the A94. A94. Yes, right. you're right. A93 is the first one it passes. Right. So there's a roundabout on that, and then it finishes on the A94. Right. Okay. So people don't have to go through Perth anymore. They can actually... Yeah, because it's also a very busy town centre, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. And Inveramond is a particularly busy junction. Yeah. And I can only imagine there's actually a lot of people that are coming down the 93 and the 94 into Perth to go back up the A9. Yeah, yeah. Which is silly. You know, so this new new bridge over the Tay will be fantastic, you know. Yeah. Um, So it it does interact with the trunk road because, you know, like I said, they're going to have to put a new junction in north of Inveramond. That'll be interesting. Now, Inveramond, is it it due to be grid-separated as part of the E9 upgrade? Eventually, yes. So what they want to do first is dual all the uh, existing single carriageway sections on the a9 right but after that there are a number of at grade junctions that they want to have a look at because they want the whole thing all the way from sterling okay uh, because of course there's a part of the a9 between sterling and, and perth it's already dueled yeah um yeah. another dueling on the cheap thing mm-hmm. and it's got some nasty junctions on it so that would include like kier uh, the ones Octorada and all these other ones, and then of course Broxton mm-hmm. and then Inveramond. But we have we have spoken about that to death with the Anon podcast. Yeah. So I'm not going to yeah. go over that too no. much. But yes, Stuart, they are going to look at grade separating them. But that's after the A9 sections are already completed. Good. The single carriageway. Yeah. Who knows? There might be a whole change of policy by then. But yeah. that's what it's meant to be. Interesting. Well, I think we'll make this an annual thing. We'll, we'll revisit all these schemes and give wee progress yeah, updates. Hopefully we've got some new ones to talk say, about. Yeah. You know? I mean, I know the intention is that as the new website expands, we'll include a lot of these local schemes. You know, we'll, we'll do wee articles on them as and well. You, and yeah, I know we John's can... going to do some as well, aren't you, John? Of course. <laughs> we'll get some of them written and we'll get them made available. So that'll give you some updates as well. Absolutely. Um, okay, on that note then, that, that actually is a convenient point to mention the new website, which went live just before the new year. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems to be doing very well so far. Um, we've had pretty positive feedback from a lot of people on it. Um, it's great. Check it out yeah. on your phone. It's brilliant mm-hmm. on mobile. A lot of new content uh, going live regularly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think we're in a position now where nearly everything that was on the old site is now live on the new one. Within the next couple of weeks, that will certainly be the case. And then as we go forward, we're going to expand considerably our roots section and also our unbuilt roots section mm. and then we'll be producing a few detailed articles on various points on various i know you're redoing well. the mary hill section at the moment yes yes mary hill the article on the <coughs> excuse me on the mary hill motorway is coming very soon uh, and then the intention is we'll have pages for all the unbuilt routes you know these are just summaries these are short summaries of where these routes were where they're supposed to go what they do all that sort of thing and then we then dig deep in the individual articles. articles so that's that's the intention so don't worry you're not getting any less content no, on the news on the new site it's just that imagine you have a page it's actually now in two you just have the bare like as, as you say a kind of a quick summary page it's like the wikipedia part a bit of like wikipedia yeah. yeah and then if you're going to go you know what i really want to know more about the, yeah. the m77 and the protests mm-hmm. then we'd have an m77 article Absolutely. for that you know these yeah. things it was just all over the place before. and then it's all nicely embellished with galleries so mm-hmm. we are sharing many 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 more photos than we ever have before because in the archive we've got tens of thousands of photographs so we're sharing more and more of these on the galleries and they will develop over the next few years mm-hmm. and likewise some of the material from the archive is being made available as well opening brochures can be viewed for the first time 
oh, drawings yeah, can be viewed, got plans, PDFs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's all these things as well now that were never there before. Also, these podcasts they're available on the relevant pages as well, where you can listen into some of the specials, yeah. some of our archive video footage, and archive footage has been made available. Eventually, we're going to have route drive-throughs for all the main routes as well. So mm-hmm. you know, we've got a long-term plan. Mm-hmm. We've got a long-term plan, and, and and I hope people stick with us as we as we develop that. As I say, it's all very much in development. It, it will grow over time. Uh, you know, don't look at it and think that's it. It's not going to get any better. It will, you know. No. It, and these things, Stuart, I just want to make this point. It's possible because of the interest that all of you guys, and I'm talking to the you know the people who follow us on social media and and listen to the podcast and donate. Yep. To us, they make this possible. They do. They do. And and we should mention our, our supporters, our, our formal supporters, East for the Excavations, who have mm-hmm. supported us this year. A big thank you to them because they enabled us to digitise a considerable amount of material yep. uh, in the, the, the last half of last year. Uh, that, that's really appreciated. That, that allowed us to bring forward a lot of new stuff that will be on the website. Thanks nice. to them. To, yeah, thank you, East for the Excavations. Andy and the, and the team mm-hmm. there, yep. Mm-hmm. And likewise, to anyone who purchased a calendar, or a Kingston Bridge booklet from the website um, just before Christmas as well. Thank you. That that will go a long way to ensure we continue to operate and, and continue to be online because these, these things are expensive. You know, mm. it's expensive to be online. We're not funded by by some public body or anything like that. It's all our own money, our own resources. It's a lot, yeah, yeah just to keep, it, it would surprise you in terms of actually, you know, the licensing for a yeah. lot of the software and everything that we use and keeping the website up yep. is um, a lot per oh, yeah. month. It is indeed. Yeah. Put it this way, if it was coming off your bank account as a direct debit, you would feel. Yeah, yeah you'd exactly. feel the pinch. Yeah, so. exactly. So, yeah, so thank you to everybody for that. So stick with us uh, on all that. And there are a number of developments coming up. And in terms of the podcast for this year, we do have a good few big plans. We've got, oh, we've got some great things lined yeah. up. We've got um, a couple guests. We're going to have yes. uh, Duncan coming back yep. to talk to us about the A1 at some point, And I think later in the year, A90, A96. Mm, yes, that's right. So, yep. yeah, more things not about Glasgow. Mm-hmm. We're also going to have, hopefully, we're going to have uh, some uh, a special guest from down south yes. as well. It's because of technology being quite well, we can bring these podcasts really well over mm-hmm. the internet now. Yep. So we don't need to be near people. Exactly. Which is good. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. I'm sure Absolutely. you'll enjoy what we've got lined up for the year ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as always, um, you can uh, get a daily fix um, from us on social media, from Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all these places, even YouTube. There's some things on there as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, of course, uh, you listen to us on Podbean or uh, iTunes and any of these. Do Apple not f- Podcasts, Apple. Spotify. I keep saying iTunes. Oh, it's now Apple like Podcasts. They would get annoyed at you. They for would. Saying that. Sorry, Apple, uh, and <laughs> and Spotify as well, which is my choice. But yeah. don't forget to leave us a rating on these things. Yeah, it helps. It, it certainly spreads the word and it gets us noticed. Um, I mean, over over twenty thousand of you have now downloaded. Uh, an episode um, of, of this podcast phenomenal mm-hmm. phenomenal very successful so we're, we're, we're chuffed we are very chuffed about that it, it inspires us to keep going and, and keep entertaining you uh, so yeah by all means go on there leave ratings and stuff if you like us let us know excellent um, it's been a good podcast it has indeed it's something different we'll, we'll do it again but it's uh, okay. good and here's to the year eh? yes <laughs> new year as well right thank you and goodbye bye for now <laughs>